the nature of the human mind benedict spinoza a chapter from the philosophy of spinoza edited by joseph rotner this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. The essence of man is formed by certain modes of attributes of God, that is to say, modes of thought, the idea of all of them being prior by nature to the modes of thought themselves. And if this idea exists, other modes, which also have an idea of nature prior to them, must exist in the same individual likewise. Therefore an idea is the first thing which forms the being of the human mind. But it is not the idea of a non-existent thing, for then the idea itself could not be said to exist. It will therefore be the idea of something actually existing. Neither will it be the idea of an infinite thing, for an infinite thing must always necessarily exist, and this is absurd. Therefore the first thing which forms the actual being of the human mind is the idea of an individual thing actually existing. The knowledge of everything which happens in the object of any idea necessarily exists in God, in so far as he is considered as modified by the idea of that object, that is to say, in so far as he forms the mind of any being. The knowledge, therefore, necessarily exists in God of everything which happens in the object of the idea constituting the human mind. That is to say, it exists in him in so far as he forms the nature of the human mind, or whatever happens in the object of the idea constituting the human mind must be perceived by the human mind. In other words, an idea of that thing will necessarily exist in the human mind. That is to say, if the object of the idea constituting the human mind be a body, nothing can happen in that body which is not perceived by the mind. If the body were not the object of the human mind, the ideas of the modifications of the body would not be in God, in so far as he has formed our mind, but would be in him in so far as he has formed the mind of another thing. That is to say, the ideas of the modification, the ideas of the modifications of the body, would not be in our mind. But we have ideas of the modification of a body. Therefore, the object of the idea constituting a human mind is a body, and that too, actually existing. Again, if there were also any other object of the mind besides a body, since nothing exists from which some effect does not follow, the idea of some effort produced by this object would necessarily exist in our mind. But there is no such idea. Therefore, the object of the idea constituting the human mind is a body, or a certain mode of extension actually existing, and nothing else. Hence it follows that man is composed of mind and body, and that the human body exists as we perceive it. Hence we see not only that the human mind is united to the body, but also what is to be understood by the union of the mind and body. But no one can understand it adequately, or distinctly, without knowing adequately, beforehand, the nature of our body. For those things which we have proved, hitherto are altogether general. Nor do they refer more to man than to other individuals, all of which are animate, although in different degrees. For of everything there necessarily exists in God an idea of which he is the cause, 
in the same way as the idea of the human body exists in him and therefore everything that we have said of the idea of the human body is necessarily true of the idea of any other thing we cannot however deny that ideas like objects themselves differ from one another and that one is more excellent or contains more reality than another just as the object of one idea is more excellent and contains more reality than another therefore in order to determine the differences between the human mind and other things in its superiority over them we must first know as we have said the nature of its object that is to say the nature of the human body i am not able to explain it here nor is such an explanation necessary for what i wish to demonstrate this much nevertheless i will say generally that in proportion as one body is better adapted than another to do or suffer many things in the same proportion will the mind at the same time be better adapted to perceive many things and the more the actions of a body depend upon itself alone and the less other bodies cooperate with it in action the better adapted will the mind for distinctly understanding we can thus determine the superiority of one mind to another we can also see the reason why we have only a very confused knowledge of our body together with many other things which i shall deduce in what follows End of The Nature of the Human Mind Benedict Spinoza